The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at TNTradio.live. Using science to debunk myths from the pandemic to climate fraud. Thanks for listening to Sky Dragon Slaying on TNT Radio. Hi, welcome back. Um, I'm John O'Sullivan, CEO of Principia Scientific International. Still with me is Joe Postma, Canadian astrophysicist. If you caught the first hour of the show, we had uh, a very interesting conversation about the lost empire of Tartaria. And uh, listening to that show with our favorite historian, Carl Herman. Carl Herman is a great uh, has great interest in this topic. And uh, if anything, if you know anything about Carl, he's a board certified teacher of the U.S. government, economics and history, keen researcher and analyst of conspiracy theories. Carl, great to have you back. You listened with great interest to that uh, our interview with uh, Chris Kelly and Kay Trekor Wills. What, what was your impression? You were giving an analysis of what would be the most salient facts of taking a look at the timeline of construction and the complexity of construction contrasted with the scarcity of a local population. And the, the story it completely disintegrates. And uh, just yesterday on my uh, Need to Know News show, Brian Davidson, a professional private investigator, and I took a look for about an hour. We took a look at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair and contrasted the official story that those guys talked about, Kairos and Kelly, of staff, plaster of Paris. And gentlemen, all you would need to do in any of these cons so-called conspiracies is to demand an explanation. Yeah, yeah. Like, walk me through how, how plaster of Paris was put into molds for a fair of hundreds of buildings that is nearly identical in size to the entire downtown area of St. Louis. And they constructed that together with the scarcity. The situation is tragic, comic, and emperor's new clothes obvious. And those guys did a great job. They're ongoingly doing a great job in their channels to expose the obviously the uh, transparent paper-thin lies that is the official story. Well, it's demonstrations, yeah, it's, isn't it? It's like right under right under your nose, right? Somebody is giving demonstrations, just like the pyramids, just like Gobekli Tepe, and all these other rock um, structures and monuments that I mentioned in the previous show. Where these these giant boulder, giant rock, they're I mean they're cut and they're put together perfectly as jigsaw puzzles, right? And cut perfectly, cut. You can't even put a razor blade in, in between these rocks. They're so perfectly melded in to each other somebody's leaving evidence somebody's leaving behind as i called it easter eggs and i think these world fair uh cases were some of the last times maybe somebody went and pulled a stunt like this saying haha look what we can do but it, it, we're just left stunned wondering what the heck actually happened and how they do these things yeah uh, yeah I just want to make the point uh, before we jump in, Carl, because I'm very keen to hear what you have to say. I, I just want to make the point that on previous shows, we've had other scientists. Uh, you mentioned the fact that uh, our previous guests were worked, worked in construction. We've had scientists, and I'm thinking of Do uh, Dr. Nisa Khan, Joe, who came on the show and talked about the lost Vedic culture and the fact that uh, prior to Isaac Newton's theories, you know, Vedic culture pretty much had it all worked out. They knew about calculus. Calculus was not something that came out, uh, in, in, you know, in, in the 1600s. It was something known 
many, many, many hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. And as you said yourself, Joe, in the previous hour, you know, there's something not being told. It's like, why are they hiding this? Why not just be open-minded and say, well, let's have a look. You know, we, we talk about the Great Reset, Carl, and the Great Reset may be like a you know, Groundhog Day. We're going for another Great Reset because perhaps we're getting too near the truth and they have to press the button and start all over again. I think that you have it exactly right. Native Americans, they tell that this is the fourth civilization, meaning that three entire civilizations have been wiped out. And as a professional scholar, we look to the prima facie evidence, the Latin term for on its face. And, and as we just discussed, the official story is very quickly refuted. And then what you have to do is then you have to discount all of the narratives from the proven liars as unreliable testimony. And then just looking at what we have is like, oh, gee, uh, so advanced civilizations existed before, huh? And they're completely gone now, huh? Well, then somebody wiped them out or they were wiped out and the people giving us a cover story are lying about it. So the first point would be to arrest those leaders given the lies because we pay them with our tax dollars and, and they're not there to lie. They're there to help us. To well, understand look at what the they truth. do now. All they, all they do is they, these are the worst people. These are the worst parasites imaginable now. Yeah. There should be laws against lying with positions like that. That's what we need. If we ever do get to create the world that we want to create, Carl. Yeah. We need to make it so that if make a lying illegal, you have to pay for lies. Like if you're a public mm -hmm. figure, especially, I mean, if you lie to your neighbor, whatever, but if you're a public figure, mm -hmm. these lies are provable. We have a court systems. We're able, we are able to determine when someone is lying. Now, and we can even determine if somebody lies on purpose, lies by omission, or lies by accident. We, we're pretty good at doing that now. We need to implement that into our politics, don't we? Directly into our and, – and these people shouldn't be paid nearly as much as they are either. They should be paid the me median wage of the whole country and have no retirement, you know, no, no guaranteed 250 yeah, grand salary yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the fly in the ointment, though, wasn't it uh, President Obama legislated uh, uh, into into law uh, a new a new act that said it's actually legal for the government to lie to the people if the lie is for the benefit, it, and I use that term loosely, well, the benefit yeah. of, of the nation? I mean, is that incredible, Carl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, I got a remark on Joe as a professional scientist in, in his rant there. That's about as upset as people in the sciences ever ever get. And reflecting upon my dad getting upset and my wife as a computer systems engineer getting upset. Yeah, they're lying. That's the worst thing that you can do for anybody who is to 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 misrepresent the data. And the books already have the laws and their job descriptions say what they're supposed to do. So it's really in our went the data. And the books already have the laws and their job descriptions say what they're supposed to do. So it's really in Orwellian reality that we're looking at um and so we're we are empowered but we are in the situation where i keep on saying uh that it's an emperor's new clothes moment and you know uh i i keep coming back here onto the show sincerely reporting on what i see is like oh everything is going faster there's more and more exposed something's got to break but we're still chatting about it and it hasn't broken yet but the subject of tartaria it points to the inspirational richness 
of a culture that we are the orphans of. And the motivation of our masters apparently is to remove us, to divorce us, to cut us off from that inspirational past so that we can be re-manipulated and crushed into apparently what our masters want, which is a work animal class that they, the masters, can dictate into 15-minute cities, into owning nothing, to be happy, to eat bugs, and to be injected at will for public health in the climate. So you it may... is crazy, and we need some sort of a breakthrough. Otherwise, we're going to continue to be tortured, poisoned, and mind-controlled by these parasites. Yeah, you mentioned cutting us off from history. So in the last couple of weeks, we just saw an example of that, right, with this Google AI uh, image generator, Gemini, right? And I said to people are complaining what it's doing. I said, no, they're showing you the future. They're showing you that in the future, 100 years from now, that's what all the search results are going to be. When you look up Vikings, Vikings are going to be Africans, right? There'll be no more white people in, in any of the history, any of the search results anymore. And then the people believe it because by then the average IQ will be dumbed down to 75 or 80. People have no clue and it'll be just like Tartaria, lost. Except now this time it'll be all of Europe and all white people. Yeah, you do Google, Google searches or any search, you know, and it's going to be all like the Queen of England is going to be a black man instead, you know, an African yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so it seems that's what's happening. So since we're back on Tartaria, I want to ask you about that. So the previous guests, uh, you know, because it's apropos to the idea of being wiped out from history. So the previous guest mentioned that you can see maps, and they had a few examples, which they had sent us via email, um, that, uh, you know, ancient maps, or state from the 1500s, show this area of Tartaria, which is at least half the area of Russia, current-day Russia, if not more. It's a huge area, right? Uh, it's labeled there on the map. Uh, I wonder why, you know, remember a couple weeks, or a few weeks ago now, um, uh, Putin gave that interview with Tucker Carlson, and gave the history of Russia going back, he claimed, to 800 AD. And so that's when the history of Russia starts. Putin never mentioned Tartaria at all, which uh, was at least half the area of Russia at some point. Uh, so Putin doesn't matter. It would have been a great thing, you know, if Putin is such a, uh, an expert historian on the history of Russia. What does he think happened to Tartaria? I know, Carl, we have you. What do you think happened to Tartaria? Why, why are they whitewashing this? area these people whatever it was out of history that is one of the central questions and first of all with putin giving a uh, selected history and the heads of state are all operating a psyop because if a head of state was going to be legal then the head of state would have to mention some of these so-called conspiracy theories in order to stop the slaughter of human beings and you know a couple of the things that that you would have to mention, you would have to quantify what is affecting the most amount of people and the greatest amount of money. So you'd have to call out, hey, you know those wars that, that the US, the UK and NATO are always engaging in? They're the opposite of legal. And they're all started with known lies. And you know, the, the current wars like 9-11, 9-11 was an inside job. And so was the assassination of JFK, RFK and MLK. And any of us who have looked into this is this these histories these uh history changing moments of false flag attacks we are competent or there are hundreds of us who can apply our professional academic training and professional experience 
to be able to explain, document, and prove that this is true. So, so Putin, you know, I, I and Tucker Carlson, they're taking steps in the right direction, but not going that far. And nation of this. Now, this is this is the question in academia of why. And well, we can't answer that with a scholarly answer. We can't answer that with objective data, but we can point to objective facts and then empower people for their own analysis as to why. And my personal analysis of this, empowered by the people like Kelly and Kairos who have looked into this more than I have, is that this was a wipeout event of an advanced civilization and something happened. Now, as we've talked about in previous shows, my theory as a professional historian, uh, you know, we have the the professional problem of how far back do we go? How long has this been going on? How long have they been? And I think it goes back to, the as we've talked about, those long-headed guys in South America and Egypt with the double brain capacity of us humans and going back to the Old Testament of the Bible with the Elohim creating us in their image with the intention that we work in their gardens, not being able to tell the difference between good and evil, which would be a really good slave race if you were evil. And all the evidence that we have is that the people in control are psychopathically evil to tell us about the wonders of our civilization while they torture, poison, and mind control us in endless wars and mathematically certain debt. Carl, here's here, lying. Here's something. So, so you're speaking to this apparent contempt that these people uh, have for us. Uh, it's, it's obvious that they have a contempt. Now, let me tell you something really interesting about that line um, that we were created in the Elohims or in God's image, right? So I mentioned uh, Strong's Concordance with the last guests about the number 609 meaning cut up meaning being cut off uh, in Strong's Concordance. If you look up the original, you know, Hebrew, Greek, whatever it is, meaning of made in God's image, the actual translation is made as a vain show, made, made, made as a vain show, made as a mockery. So we they made us as a vain show, as a mockery. And so you're talking about the mockery that they still uh, exhibit towards us. It's sort of, it, it just strikes me as a, as a consistency, right? So the, the true meaning, a lot of people love that phrase, oh, we're made in God's image. It's like, well, the actual translation is you're made as a mockery of God. That's what it actually says in the original Hebrew. You're made of a mockery of God. And what are these leaders, how do these leaders treat us? They treat us, they're mocking us constantly, poisoning us, they hate us, right? So it just seems like there's a consistency there. Yep, yep. I want to just throw in again that one of the things that I look at is the skepticism. Uh, the Bloomberg article um, that I read um, that was kind of poo-pooing the whole thing of Tartaria uh, pointed out that this phenomenon of, of discussing and believing in the idea of Tartaria emerged on the internet with a Reddit uh, su subreddit uh, in 2018. It's been growing ever since. And I find that quite ironic, Carl, that 2018 was a particular point, because, again, we have the previous administration, the, the, the QAnon conspiracy theorists. And, and the Bloomberg article I'm referring to, again, goes into great detail of, of you know, trying to tie everything in together, that tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists are out in force. Um, yeah, the Bloomberg article goes back... Uh, goes back is by Zach Mortis on the 27th of April 2021. And uh, I recommend people go and look at it inside the Tartarian Empire and the QAnon architecture. It's people go to such lengths to, 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 to try and diminish any conversation that would be in any way undermine the prevailing narrative. 
Um, but we'll get back to that in a moment. This is TNT Radio. TNT's Abby Roberts. People in their early 20s are more likely to be out of work because of ill health than those in their early 40s or even early 50s. Hello. Um, According to a report laying on, I wonder what could have caused that. Could it be the four years of tyrannical authoritarian, you know, people under the boot and all the jibby jab, jabby jab, jibby jib jib. That's going to make you feel ill. Do you know what I mean? And like the long COVID, which is basically... um, laziness (laughs) laziness <laughs> oh i've got a t- the amount of people that said honestly that used the covid as an excuse like do you want to come out this weekend oh no i think i'm coming down with the covid i mean good grief just get a get a bloody clue everyone abby roberts on tnt a better business tip from tnt radio one reason people tune into tnt radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine, and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page, and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. TNTradio.live. Online. Online. Online streaming. Be a part of the conversation. I stream it all at work and I stream it to my phone and listen to it wherever I go. TNT. Hi, welcome back. Uh, Sky Dragon Slaying. We uh, like to do a deep dive on conspiracy theories, especially when it links to scientific matters. And um, one of the things, Joe, that you and I pick up on is the idea of the grounding thing that, you know, things like that. And the idea that everything's in harmony with electricity everything the core of electricity everything is electricity human beings are fundamentally electrical beings we operate through electrical systems carl you you um you come into this interestingly uh the idea that this the free energy thing i want to talk about the free energy thing for a moment um that's fascinating stuff isn't it it is fascinating and in terms of the generation of the alleged free electricity we can still see remnants of the tech on top of these towers being able to light up. And with the World's Fair, you have an entire illuminated city. And the idea that, it, it, going back to the impossible construction times of these buildings, the St. Louis World Fair was uh, began with the idea in 1901. And we're told that by the end of 1902, some of these buildings that are the size greater than two entire football fields were already built. And and that's what Kairos and Kelly were talking about, the impossible construction times, but included in the official story is that, oh yeah, they were all electrified. They were all wired, plumbed, excavated, designed. Mm, mm, mm. So something is powering these buildings that over a hundred years ago would seem to be logistically impossible. Now, as a professional scholar, you talk about the electrification and uh, as a professional scholar, we're, we're, we live in the paradox of we've dedicated our lives to be able to talk about what is there that anybody can see. And therefore we're very quick to admonish people. This is okay. So if you're taking this seriously, then we need people who are experts, who are academically trained and have professional experience, like Kairos and Kelly, 
to walk us through some of that data because ordinary pedestrians, what we don't see as much as the experts see. So for the electric electrification, all I can do is point out and say, so they lit up an entire city at the St. Louis World's Fair. That's a lot of work. And uh, the timeline is wrong. They couldn't have done it. So what was the source? We didn't power it. It looks like those buildings were powered by something else. So therefore, that is a good place. And as a scholar with 47 years experience paying attention to the most important facts, once you refute the official story, then you got to go in there and try to rip the truth out from the liars. And, and my recommend, ongoing recommendation is, to, first of all, as Joe was talking about, is that their job is to tell the truth. And they have a fiduciary responsibility as being paid with our tax dollars. So these people need to be arrested and removed. And then you invite whistleblowers and we should be able to get to the truth pretty quickly. One thing that I, I didn't get to mention that I feel I should have mentioned in the previous hour was um, the idea of the star forts. Um, I, I, I'm... I'm not so sure about the Starfort thing because I grew up and I, I studied history at school and uh, the Starfort concept was accepted in military planning and military architecture is a very shrewd way to lay out a defensive system. But um, what persuades you the Starfort um, idea has as relevance? Well, the... Um... The theory, the overarching theory of resonance and cymatics of the frequency pattern that would be translated into geometry, then the star forts go back and is a very complicated design of water and architecture. And the cymatic patterns that you see in the old world buildings of these huge areas that usually have been filled in with glass would give a pattern and a, and a resonance. And this goes back to uh, the more modern research of Dr. Emoto of Japan demonstrating that just having the words written on a bottle of water of either positive love, happiness, joy, or negative hate, fear, um, you flash freeze the water and take a look at the pattern of crystallization. And for the positive thoughts and words, you get very beautiful cymatic patterns similar to what you would see in a star fort design if you take a look at a picture above it and the negative ones so show us disjointed uh, malignant type looking shapes so it seems to be that whoever constructed whoever was in this previous civilization had a nature-based cymatic architecture in order to get the mathematically measured geometry right, and then that produces some sort of a resonance that aligns us with truth and with something that is inspirational for human beings to have their creative synergy. Um, that seems to be part of what's going on. But again, John, you raise the most important questions is that we're left here puzzled, like, what is that about? And in order to get to the truth, we have very little access about it. So part for our audience is as a professional scholar, I just have to say, okay, relax, relax, relax. Um, we know we're being lied to and therefore we are empowered to get to the truth 
and go ahead and speculate. You know, it's fun to do and, and these questions do demand answers. So we can speculate now. And I'm telling you, if we do get access to the truth, this would be similar to, I don't know, giving your kids something to look at that they don't understand, like uh, ha having a kindergartner take a look at at uh, your stove and say, what do you think that is? And how do you think it works? The, the kid will try, but it's not going to be much that they're going to get right. So we're trying. We're not going to get much right, but we do need to get to the bottom of this. A lot of people say, you know, that a lot of this information would be in the Vatican archives. The Vatican has a big library beneath it. Uh, possibly it even has a copy of what we think was burned in the Library of Alexandria. Perhaps a lot of that was saved. Um, on the other hand, you know, those were maybe that was publicly held, you know, the Library of Alexandria that was accessible to the public. And perhaps that event was an event of destruction of the type of knowledge that would answer these questions for us that wiped it out for us but the elites they have their own copies of, of that so we're left scratch, scratching our heads because you know events like the burning of the library library at alexandria just got rid of it all didn't it yeah 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 we're told oh gee too bad it's gone and by all i would conclude that that was a false flag event for the transfer of those documents to the vatican another old world tartarian building and indeed there again we're looking definitely at the was because they used they used religious zealots to go do that right so obviously they were whipped up by the local you know forces to do that yeah absolutely it was probably a false flag event to to steal the stealing yeah the books out of there yeah and importantly with those egyptians from alexandria we got the long-headed guys and then you go to the vatican and coincidentally ah in the vatican they were those fish head things that would cover up a long head. I don't think that's coincidental. I think that some of those ETs that were behind to and, and at the source of the hyper-intelligence. And going back, remember, the pharaohs have a history that the domination and, as you guys were talking about, the hatred of us, the mockeries of creation that were in their image, but a mockery of it that literally you were not allowed to look upon the face of the Pharaoh except upon penalty of death. So I think that more than just the documents got transferred, I think it was a transfer of power. And what we see from the Vatican and the Jesuits is going to be a control system that is still linked to those hyper-intelligent beings that somehow are in the background of the families controlling the banking system and who appoint the psychopathic public serpent puppetician script readers that we still have today. Yeah, your, your public serpent phrase, I love it, Carl. And uh, I just want to, my head keeps going back to the concept of uh, the idea of electrical forces and the you know, the idea of the inner peace and harmony. We, we know that music can be created to be harmonious. We know that certain people use harmonics. It's uh, the idea of harmonics to calm and as therapeutic uh, devices. Um, and conversely, we 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 get in, we get can be more aware of the idea that electrical power can be used to you know, make us unharmonious the idea of uh, wi-fi you know the wi-fi system again that again is a weapon could, that could be used to disrupt our harmony that that's a fair point isn't it carl do you think uh oh it is it is and the idea of these frequencies and that is there so the human five senses 
If you take the spectrum of frequencies and what our five senses can decode, we can't decode very much at all. And hence the mockery of our creation, the being unable to discern good from evil in the garden, slaving for our masters. When I was teaching 38 years as a public school teacher, I would point out to the students that you still have some of the sensory capabilities to pick up on the energy. And I would use this example. I would say, hey, you ever been in a party and you walk into a room, you're not paying attention at all, at all. You're walking into a room and all of a sudden, boom, you feel that two people are attracted to each other and you feel it instantly. And they may be trying to hide it, but you know instantly. And all the students say, yeah, 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 I've seen that more than once. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And conversely, have you ever walked into a room, you're not paying any attention, and all of a sudden, boom, there are two people there that who are angry at each other. And you know instantly. And that is a consequence of the energies. Moreover, have you, and I would tell people, have you ever, do you know people who little kids will walk up to and want to hug because they feel comfortable around that person mm -hmm. and other people who they shy away from? Same thing with animals. Uh, when I met my wife, she didn't tell me, but I had a test. The test was, is that her dog had to like me. And she's my wife and the dog, Abby, did like me. But uh, people and animals sense these frequencies and respond to it and our masters know that and they manipulate us with it well i'll tell you something about energy then yeah because we're discussing cymatics we're discussing you know engineering based on you know of course there's acoustic somatics but then there's also uh by extension there would have to be energetic uh, uh somatics too right and so uh, a lot of people might not know this but in physics it's known that electric charge will focus and congregate, congregate at a point, right? So if you have a static charge, for example, right? Static charge always um, concentrates at a point of an object, right? Not on the flat surface of an object, but on the point of it. So when you look at the pyramids, for example, then the very top of the pyramid is a very sharp point of this whole structure. So that whole structure is actually funneling energy from the earth that it's connected to up to the tip-top point where it would be most highly concentrated. So I'm thinking that that very tip-top point, you know, and of course, think of where uh, the ancient Mayans, for example, with their pyramids, or was it the Aztecs, rather, who were who would commit sacrifices, you know, human human sacrifices at the, at the tip of their pyramids, right? So it's probably a great deal higher density of electromagnetic energy at the, at the top and around certain areas of these big stone structures, uh, which, which possibly you would be able to tap into and use for something as basic as electrical power. I'm sure it has more important spiritual um, effects if you know how to tap into that energy spiritually. But just it's something to think about. Can I just Indeed. throw something into the mix? Uh, the idea of, I mean, I, you just reminded me of the idea of ley lines, the idea in the, in the UK, there's an ancient belief that the country has crisscrossed with ancient pathways, ley lines, like a force, a force, where that um, you can divine it with divining rods. You can pick up a bit of a stick and hold it in your hand and be guided by the movement of the stick to follow the line of energy. It's something that has real traction in the UK and, and National Geographic have written about it and, and said, yeah, you know, this 
again, it is something they can't quite explain. It, it, you know, it's a cobweb over the UK of people who found that uh, ancient civilizations used the ley lines to, to for their construction. Ties into the Feng Shui concept as well in China, the idea of uh, forces, generations of energy that you want to be in harmony with nature. It's complex, isn't it, Carl? There's a lot of things that are disparate uh, ideas of, of interest that, uh, you know, if you look for a thread, you can find it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you two related uh, things there. So professional architect Scott Onstead, he has a documentary called Secrets in Plain Sight. And this goes back about 10 years as a professional architect. He and, and a uh, professor of architecture, he wrote in a one of their publications that, gee, so many of the old world cities have incorporated this so-called sacred geometry into their urban design. And he had questions about it. He said, it's everywhere. And, and, he, and he asked the question, I wonder what that means. And he was flooded with people like us who had looked into the topic, giving him resources. And Scott, uh, honest, he has created, I believe, three or four documentaries now. And if you go onto YouTube or Rumble or BitChute or wherever, Secrets in Plain Sight, his first presentation is four hours to be able to demonstrate that, yeah, this was important for some reason into the urban design. And on April the 8th, in the United States, we're having a solar eclipse. And this is one that goes uh, after a previous solar eclipse, I believe in 2017. And some of the people are pointing out that, hey, this is going to create a big X over the United States and uh, that there may be implications for divine cosmic timing as to that. And some people have pointed out that, hey, Elon Musk, changing twitter to x why would you do that aren't you destroying but the x may mark the spot over the united states and i'm just speculating because that's what we do but we can definitively demonstrate and i do recommend secrets in plain sight by scott onstott i believe it's o-n-s-t-o-t-t -T -T, and people will find it if they're interested yeah um also the um the, the idea that uh, we're told to look away from there, not look over here, not over there. Uh, we've had a you know very difficult time in politics. You know, we, we're told again, the official narratives are that uh, we've been you know been lied to by so many people, and we're being divided, constantly being divided, you pitted against each other. It's like binary, you know, extreme left, extreme right. Um, it seems to be coming to a head, you know, the, the mood, the, the zeitgeist is for change, isn't it? The idea that whoever you are, whichever political perspective you take, you you know deep down you want to see a dramatic change. It's like you know that the old world is gone and that there's a new world emerging. Yeah, yeah. And I just love how you express that, John, because the kind of jubilation on your face, we, we got to get used to the paradoxes of it's like, wow, this thing's going to blow. And that's what I, one of the main messages that I keep contributing to your audience members who I thank for their intellectual integrity and moral courage to consider this information because in the paradox, part of it and, and being able to divide us in political theory, we have polarization, which means that there is a increasing distance between two choices and the, the or the two choices that we see 
is the objective data or how I frame it. And then the lying sacks of spin with the ridiculous, tragic, comic, emperor's new clothes, obvious, paper-thin propaganda. I'll use the term bullshit based upon Princeton Emeritus professor, the most respected living philosopher in the U.S., wrote a bestseller simply titled On Bullshit because that's what we're receiving. And he academically defined it as saying whatever is necessary to move a population to support a particular political position. And, and policy just means what are we going to do about it? So you're just saying things to influence people to be on your side for what you want to have done. So it's crazy. Something does seem that it's going to break. And uh, in, in us, in our position, we've seen so much of this for so many years. It's like we're sitting back saying, whoa, what a show. Something's going to break. Where is it going to break? What's going to break first? And then we keep on looking and says, there are more areas of lies. Yeah, it is crazy. I do recommend the resource wanttoknow.info, my friend and colleague, Fred Burke's former State Department official. Uh, he resigned from his position at the State Department in order to create this website because he saw so much. And there's roughly, you know, as a magnitude figure, maybe a hundred areas of importance similar to what we're talking about, Tartaria, the wars, the banksters, corporate media, public education, and that it went, once you see enough, uh, you look like John does and how I do and Joe does. When we're talking about it, there's kind of a smile on our faces because it is so tragic comic. Yeah, we're talking about a break. We're going to grab a break right now. This is TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Mark Marano was certainly a national treasure, at least he is in my opinion. We're blessed to have him here on TNT. Anyway, he runs Climate Depot. And Climate Depot is a great place to go if you want to really take a look at some of the lunacy that's going on here. I warn you, it's probably going to get your blood pressure up. CNN came out with a blog, How EVs Became Such a Massive Disappointment. Now, one of my favorite movies is Casablanca. And I love the scene at the end where the police captain comes yeah, in and I'm claims the shock that gambling is going on guys. in this um, particular want, joint that was being run by Rick, right? Too, AKA um, Humphrey Bogart. Well, remember the words, I'm shocked, shocked that this is going on. Well, when I look at this CNN headline, how EVs became such a massive disappointment, I'm shocked, shocked that this is happening. Who wants to buy a car? Oh, okay. You're going to putter around your house and it's like a glorified golf cart. I should say your neighborhood rather than the house. Who wants to buy that? Its battery is so heavy that it immediately puts excess pressure on the front of the car and your braking system. That's the first thing. Second thing, where are all the parts coming from? How are we making all these batteries? Just how are you going okay. to put up with having to take 40 minutes to charge yeah. your car? What happens if you happen to live where it's cold? And believe it or not, despite global warming, much of the world is cold in their winter season. So I'm shocked, shocked that CNN okay. 
has found out about all this. If you go to Climate Depot, you can read about it. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Sometimes life can be overwhelming, and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like know your warning signs so you can act early, make yeah, your environment yeah, safe by removing harmful Joe, items, like activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts, reminders of things that make you feel strong. Some of these steps might be tough to fill out, and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan. Using science to debunk myths from the pandemic to climate fraud. Thanks for listening to Sky Dragon Slaying on TNT Radio. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we've got with us fellow educator Carl Herman, but my good, good friend Carl. You, you um, are going to round things up for us in, in a minute. How you sum up the whole scenario for us, Carl? Just, just give us your pitch. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so Carl B. Carl B. Uh, what is my even website? <laughs> Carl, Carl B. Herman. If you go there and take a look at the show on March the 1st for Need to Know News, I encourage people, in order to wrap this up as a professional scholar, what we really just do is we point to the objective evidence and then ask people to take a look for themselves. And on this area of Tartaria in the 1904 World's Fair as a case study, if you take a look at the photographs contrasted with the official story that these are plaster of Paris, you'll be able to see for yourself that these buildings, again, bigger than two football fields of size. And the uh, one of the documentation images is 1904 World's Fair then and now with a superimposed image that you can slide back and forth to be able to see the layout of the map and that only three of the buildings are left and the official story is that the rest of them were temporary where if you take a look at the 300 pages photographs of the official uh, world's fair book you can see th those aren't temporary I, I don't see any plaster of paris i see redundantly professional buildings that were huge and then you can rest assured that the official story is not credible that would be my wrap up for that is just look for yourself and see yeah. don't believe anybody don't believe us <laughs> definitively don't believe the official people and john you were talking about that article from the atlantic and that article is a great example of the typical propaganda that people face all it is is an ad hominem attack that is in denial and i'm using this as in professional terms is that they go after the character of the people who create this information and they just deny it and say oh no that didn't happen and then they they just cover it with bs and th this type of an explanation from the atlantic if you give it to professional scholars oh my god 
This would not be a passing paper in anybody's classroom for a commitment to truth. People would recognize this as just the most specious bullshit and throw it out. Uh, and that's where people need to get. And then you need to take that additional step to say that the people pimping these lies of omission and commission, they have to be removed from power because they're lying to us. Yeah, the, the big thing about 2024, it's um, people pointed out globally, there are 40 major elections coming up this year. It's a, pin it's a pinnacle moment. Um, those of us in the UK just saw an astonishing uh, local by-election where um, George Galloway won a seat yesterday or two days ago in Parliament um, campaigning on a platform that was not only anti-government but anti-opposition and he, he mocked the two the, the uni party system saying that uh, the two cheeks of the same backside uh, again you <laughs> made the point before the I'm break that, that. Uh, gets a great one and uh, I like your public serpent one and the thing here is that um, again you, you can't even get a piece of paper between the policies of these two parties and yet they're dividing us to the extreme it's um quite you know incredible really the paradox here that uh we're so divided more divided than ever yet the party political system shows unity there's something very odd here and x you, you said x marks the spot uh we've got elon musk going into court uh, there's a battle going on in social media Maybe the, the the man at Twitter, now X, could be a key figure. Things are hotting up. And I, I do think social media will play a role. 40 global elections this year. Um, George Galloway made the point 1848 was the history of revolutions in Europe. He says, he's, he's very switched on about this, 2024 could be the year of um, a peaceful revolution, if you like, social media being the catalyst for it. What do you say to that? Well, with the Dominion voting machines, we're not going to have an election. Uh, you can't vote your way out of election fraud. But, you know, he is right in being able to point out and that we do have this astonishing condition of in all of the so-called developed, all of the so-called former colonial powers, their heads of state all have approximate single digit approval ratings and it is a race to the bottom and those of us paying attention are seeing that it's, it's everywhere it's in in the uk the political leadership is just seems to be following a script to antagonize the people and justin trudeau i mean how long can he hang on before he is thrown out or and and then then we have biden and our it's everywhere so it seems to be a place of a type of revolution. And I have framed this for over a decade that we are in what I frame as American Revolution 2.0. And it is a World War III. And war is never what you expect it to be. And part of the etymology of the word war is a German word that means confusion. Well, and the idea that the truth is the first to go in a war because what you want are assets on the battlefield. And we, the people, are the primary asset, the human resources. So you want to be able to herd them and use them to your own design. And so, um, yeah, we are ever, ever closer 
to this end game breakup. And what we're working on, the three of us and our audience members, is all we want is the truth. We want to be stopped lying to. We, we, we don't want to be lied to. We don't want to be poisoned. We don't want to be tortured anymore. We don't want to be mind controlled. We want to be free and the possibility for that, looking for the conclusion to inspire our audience members and y'all, is that the idea of synergy is going to be unpredictable and unimaginable breakthroughs. We can have a Star Trek-like future if we can break free from these parasitic psychopaths. That's right. Why do you think it seems, why, why is it that the West really is suffering from these mocking uh, leaders, these leaders who are just, you know, a, a, an absolute, they make a mockery of our own countries. I mean, frankly, it's embarrassing to have these people leading us, you know, going back to that interview with Tucker and Putin, Putin seems like a, a very professional man, well-read, uh, very intelligent, very skilled at what he does. Um, he was on the street in, in, in Russia and, you know, he was in the subways in Russia commenting on how beautiful the subways were, how well-kept they were, how ornate they were, beautiful, contrasting that to Western countries where they're just disgusting. L literally, there's videos. Uh, it happened in Calgary just a couple of weeks ago, people just defecating openly on our subway cars. That's the state of the West. Why? I mean, it really seems like the target is the West, European countries and uh, Canada, US, You know, anything that is derived from basically white culture or western culture european culture at least why is that the target um because it seems like the other countries are going to do okay china doesn't seem like doesn't seem like it has an internal problem with itself of, of total embarrassment and mockery of its own self uh, russia doesn't have that problem um india doesn't have that problem that, that's really a, a western problem why is that being done to us why is it happening to us this way yeah, that's a good speculative question. And again, the why question is something that we can't answer factually. I did see a good meme is that the West has devolved to China, except they have nicer trains than we do now. Uh, and for me, the important thing is the premise of what you said, Joe, is to be able to definitively explain, document and prove that we are being targeted. We are being lied to. It is a controlled demolition from the inside. And it is Orwellian. It is obviously illegal what they're doing. And um, as it, with published research via the Claremont Colleges, in terms of quantifying the money because of this exponential growth aggregate debt, we can definitively demonstrate that they're looting us and we can quantify the damages in the hundreds of trillions of dollars. My dog is pawned to get out the door, so I'm a little bit distracted here. And it is happening. We can arrest these people. The good news is that we have solutions to correct these problems nearly instantly in terms of tools of monetary reform and public banking. Yeah, the, 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 key, the key thing here is that people are now taking action and that we talk about the storm, storm is upon us. Yeah, that, I, I, Keep rever you and I, Carl, we, we do like to look back at the QAnon thing. We, we're looking for relevance there, and we find elements of that every day. Um, the farming protests are really coming to a tumultuous end. We, we can see that. I can also see for myself that um, politically speaking here in the UK, uh, things are moving. Things are really shifting. The two-party system is collapsing. We had the absurd um, uh, scenario of the 
a sitting prime minister came came out immediately after a by-election defeat um saying that pretty, implying pretty much the election was rigged you know that, that there was uh, shenanigans there is uh, unprecedented for a, a sitting prime minister to come out in the uk and pretty much imply that the election was rigged like that and um the this pretty much is a signal the elite is severely rattled it's true in the us it's true in as you say the so-called uh globalist nations those who fall in light in lockstep with the uh globalist military industrial complex situation um the wars are not working the ukraine war is you know pretty much coming to winding down very neatly if you like to see the end of destruction there the gaza conflict the opinion polls are showing massive massive support for a ceasefire the the solution of brute force doesn't seem to be working anymore people want peace don't they yeah yeah it seems as though going back to Q is that all of the official narratives are poetically undergoing self-destruction. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that this has been orchestrated. And moreover, just to go off the deep end even more, is that my experience over 47 years of engaging with these most important issues that led to two UN summits for heads of state is that about 2% of the public can engage seriously in the factual conversations that we're engaged in with our audience members. That's one out of 50. So our function, if you just take a look at, at what you see on the playing board, we're messengers. And uh, we have no power to change things. Otherwise, things would have changed. But we have the power and the accuracy of our message. So we're kind of set up onto the board where all of the beloved sheeple who listen to us and from time to time can nod their heads, but then they go back and listen to corporate media and they, they go vote for their left or right cheek of the buttocks of the empire again. So it seems that we're set into place, but we need this breakthrough moment. And I think that that is what is coming so i encourage our audience members just to hang in there hold on to the truth because when this baby blows and i think it's going to include the financial sector all of us this two percent spread around the world perhaps in a geometrically aligned network of energy that we talked about will be there to to anchor and to hold the frequency of truth for the sheeple who will become very curious especially if their bank account their too big to fail bank goes down and the bank tells them, oh yeah, uh, we're going to have to bail in. You're getting a haircut. So they may pay attention then and we'll be in position to help them out. So uh, as I said, uh, 2024 is shaping up to be a monumental year in terms of democratic elections, 40 major international elections. You know, we, we, it, it, it clearly is that the mood is for most people that there's dissatisfaction with this so-called two-party uni-party system. Uh, that change is coming, Carl. And um, again, I, I like to say it when you're on the show at the end, we always have an optimistic view, don't we? You and I, we, we know we've been through tough times, but you're optimistic still, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes. And it's based upon a heartfelt sharing of our authentic experience of engaging 
with these, which could only be described, the leadership are Satanists. Uh, again, to go off the deep end here, but they worship a type of evil which is rooted in lies, which is rooted in censorship. Um, but yeah, just hang in there with truth, and the truth will lead us into a Star Trek-like future. Paul Herman, professional historian, it's such a pleasure to have you back on Sky Dragon Slaying, this is TNT Radio. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>